This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, episode 20, uh, part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. What a week it's been for Derby. Is, you know, we've won two games in a week. How often does that happen? It, it certainly hasn't a lot over the last couple of years. Um, I've got three brilliant guests for me today to, to talk through both games and to do a bit of a preview for the, uh, the next two games coming up. So, first of all, joined by Callum Bucock. How are you, mate? How are you, mate? Yeah, all good, thank you. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, Casey Mosley? Yeah, I'm all good, pal. How are you? I'm, I'm very good, thank you. And last of all, Tom Sarden. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you, mate. Yourself? I am You know he looks a bit very well. uh, out of joint. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, for, for context, played a bit of Sunday League and got a, a nice elbow to the face this morning. So, uh, thankfully, you can't see what I'm looking like, but it's uh, it's not the best. So, let's jump straight into it. Um Tuesday's game, playing West Brom at home. There weren't many expectations. Um, I think West Brom had, had just won at the weekend and and really won well as well, uh, 5-2 or something like that against Hull. Um, I think we should really start on the goal because that was that was the real uh, showstopper. Callum, I mean, Louis Sibley's been searching for a goal for a while and it didn't he take that well? Oh well, whippersnapper um, with that left foot. No, uh, no, it was good. Um, the I think the thing was, like you said, there was no expectations. We we went into it. We put out a change team. I think they made a few changes, but when you've got the likes of Livermore still in the team, the expectation is that they probably probably would go on to win the game at the start. But I thought some of the uh, key individuals and the young lads um, did really really well. I thought Jake Rooney did well again. Um, and obviously Dobbin on the wing, um, getting the assist. And then obviously Sibley, um, I thought, was the best player on the pitch, to be honest. Um, and then obviously to finish off the performance with a goal um, can only get better. Yeah, yeah, good assessment, good assessment. And Casey, I mean, Callum mentioned there about a couple of younger individuals who, who made an impact. Who impressed you the most? Well, Sibley mainly, I think it was everyone's match choice, of course, and it was a brilliant goal. But um, so as I, I think Hayden Roberts really standed out for me. He really did the role at left back, same force I've had to put into centre back position. And Jake Rooney looked really good as always. And the same we had a, a complete, pretty much a full like a changed squad. And they had pretty much still had a lot of senior players in like Callum Robson or what. I think we really did defended really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Sal, I think. 
you know, you, Casey and, and Callum have both spoken about how good Louis Sibley's been. How important is it that he can take this form that he's had in the cup into the league? Well, as we'll touch on a bit later, when you move on to the Peterborough game, um, he, he seems to be getting a bit of consistency. In he, he, he's performing now at a level that we all thought he could, and it's actually nice to see his energy's there, and he could be a very important player for us this season. Hopefully, many seasons to come. Yeah, yeah, you've got to hope so, haven't you? I think you know there was so much expectation with him. When he first came through, he scored something like six, seven goals in half a season or something like that, you know, and, and he was only 17, 18 at the time. So he's certainly special. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, he, he, he's tailed off. Maybe it was under Wayne Rooney that he struggled and, and now a, a proper manager's come in. He's, he's succeeding again. Who knows? But, yeah, he certainly uh, he certainly looks like he's, he's improving. Um, and Callum, I mean... We watched that game. We obviously saw that Anang had, had broke his arm in training, which must be so frustrating for him, but it must be frustrating for Rosidia as well. He's obviously brought a goalkeeper in, wants to give him some minutes in the cup, and he goes and breaks his arm. Um, and But Wildsmith played again, and I think, you know, whisper this quietly, he got a lot of criticism when he joined. Uh, he was a bit dodgy in the friendlies. I think he looked quite solid. Yeah, let's, let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? So, <laughs> I think we, we put so much pressure on our goalkeepers and I don't think we've had the best of luck with them over the last couple of seasons. Um, we've struggled to probably cement number one since Carson. So I think the fact, yes, and, and then getting injured is more inconvenience than anything, just because it means that, I mean, Wildsmith hasn't had a rest. He's literally played every single game. Uh, I think Loach uh, really is that third choice keeper. He isn't really going to get much minutes. He may get minutes maybe in, the, in that Papa John's Pizza Cup. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, but I think while Smith, like you said, he's been assured, he's been, uh, yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of hairy moments in certain games, but I, I wouldn't go so much against him that he's managed to get, what, three, four clean sheets in six, seven games. So he's not mm-hmm. done too bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Saud, you have something to say? Yeah, so... Uh, I think what people have got to realise with Wildsmith is he's still a youngish keeper and he's still getting used to the way that we want to play. So, shot stopping again, it, it, like Ruse, fine, absolutely fine. I don't think he's yet to make a big mistake and bounce back from it, um, which that's going to be the telling moment because he will make it a big mistake. Uh, every keeper does, but it's, it's how he reacts afterwards. Mm. Uh, Distribution wise, I don't think he's ever been asked to play the way that we've been playing before so he's still getting used to that and that's a bit of hairy moments like um, Callum was saying Callum was saying so you know there's still a lot more to come and there's going to be divided opinion with him yeah, I just hope he. Uh, I hope he gets the back in because you know we spoke there about about Roos and I think Roos has set a horrible precedent where where Derby fans are a little bit worried about every keeper and if a keeper ever flaps at a cross, all of a sudden that's it. Um, you know, faith in them's out the door. So yeah, let's 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 try and back him. And and as you said, it's a new system, isn't it? And it takes time to get used to it. And I know it's becoming a little bit of a cliche now because we say it every week. You know, we're getting used to it. We're getting used to it. But it is true. We are getting used to it, um, and I think it will take take a little bit of time. 
But another player that's that's impressed actually in both games, but we'll talk about his, his contribution on Tuesday first, Casey, is Corey Smith. Now, it, I think when he first, you know, started playing for us, I think he got a bit of criticism because he, he became the new backwards and sideways man um, that, that, you know, Derby fans like to always sort of put one person uh, to the sword with that, that title. What did he make of his performance? Um... I think he's got that kind of style to play like he was at Swansea that last season, season four. Um, so he has got an idea of what we are playing and all that. And I think he's going to adapt even better. So, yes, I, I thought he looked really solid in the midfield and all that. And I think he's just going to get better and better, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I do hope so. And Casey, you know, the person partnering him, Liam Thompson, uh, it must be a weird one for him from going first team in the championship to being on the bench in League One. Um, and I'm sure he's he'll be he's chomping at the bit to to get himself involved more often, especially in the league. But he, he put in a good performance, didn't he? Yeah, I still I, I still believe he can get his shots sooner than later in the first team. It's just I, he is a very young player and he's got a lot of talent in him, speed. And I'd give when it comes to Liverpool, I'd give him a good go at him because he's got some that we can go forward with. Yeah, yeah. Um, although the thought of uh, you know, Liam Thompson against Fabinho or something like that. Uh, does <laughs> does fill me with a little bit of fear. Um, Saud, let's move on to Saturday. You know, Saturday is the one everyone's thinking about, everyone's talking about, and everyone wants us to talk about, I'm sure. What a game. I mean, first off, let's start with that. How many chances did we create? Well, for me, I thought we were very wasteful. I, I, I feel like we, we controlled the game, but we just... The, the final, we were lacking confidence in the final third, I thought. And there were a couple of players, I think Collins and uh, Parkhausen, the two that I, I saw, I thought that they need a goal. They yeah. really do need a goal. Or they need a really good assist just to give them a bit of confidence because they just they just look lacking it and, and drained. Um, but yeah, other than that, Peterborough didn't really cause as much. They, they were. Uh, stuck at long range efforts mm. which we can deal with all day long yeah yeah um so yeah we we really did stop them from getting any meaningful chances as you said Saad. and i thought it was interesting they really were shooting from everywhere um and and Callum, i'll come to you with this we've spoken already about wildsmith and his distribution and, you know, his positioning was picked up in the game last week. Uh, it was a thing that a couple of managers have spoken about. They're like, you know, he's miles out of his goal. It's such a, a terrible thing. But I think it actually worked because it ended up with players like Clark Harris and, and Marriott, who are already scoring so many goals this season, were picking the ball up 40 yards from goal and trying to find the top corner from there just because Wildsmith was a few yards off his line. So, I mean, we've spoken about Wildsmith already, haven't we? He did give away a couple of chances, but do, do you think that he's the right man for Derby going forward? Well, I think he's certainly the right man now. Um, mm. I mean, Marriott couldn't hit a barn door anyway yesterday, so from like 40 yards, so even when he was across following his line. So I think the big thing for me is that the, the positioning-wise of him being so far out of his box means that we've been able to recycle um, like attacks and uh, we've been able... To, I mean, the goal came from that. We... Um, had to recycle um, right at the back and start it again and we got up the other end and put it in the net so 
and and that's been the case um, in in the other games this season. We just haven't been putting it in the net, obviously away from home. So I think for me that Wildsmith's doing the job that he's employed to do. He's keeping clean sheets. So and and if his positioning's um, being picked up by managers, then they're more worried about our goalkeeper um, than our outfield team. Then they're obviously doing something wrong. Spot on, and and I think as well, yeah, managers are very very concerned about our goalkeeper. I think they should probably focus on their own team because we keep beating them. So, you know, um, Casey, we we haven't yet spoken about a player that I, I've been really impressed with. He's been mentioned already, Lewis Dobbin. I mean, he was a bit quiet actually on Saturday. He was very good on Tuesday, a little bit quiet on Saturday. He created the second goal. I mean, his pace is electric, isn't it? I think we're missing for a long time, actually, especially for a full 90 as well. But yeah, he didn't look like he was 100% for, uh, during, during some parts of the game. But when you when he's there, when he's got it, he will take it. And like I say, he got that assist from a goal trick. And I think there's more to come from the season that speed he's got. Yeah, I agree. And, and we'll get up to... Uh... Get onto all the uh, the late action in the game later on in the episode, um, but Saud, an, another player that you know can't give enough credit to, and Liam Rosidia, first person he spoke about in his press conference, Jason Knight, the yeah. new right back. You know, Knight, Berto, Carlos. You know, we've we've heard all the names. How good is he? He's brilliant, isn't he? Do you, do you know what the right back role suits him quite well because he has got a lot of energy. I mean, I think it's been touched on in previous podcasts where we don't know his actual best position. Mm. He's played here, he's played wing, he's played middle midfield, he's played holding midfield. But right back, he can get up and down, he's got energy, he can he can actually deliver a decent cross and he, he can be a threat. Um, the only thing I would cr- criticise him a little bit from Saturday's performance is I feel like he could have got the ball into the winger a lot quicker. Yeah, he, he held on to it, and he he took that extra two, three more touches when Barkhausen give it into him in the in the wing, and then do the overlap. But that's probably an unfamiliar position for him. He he, he doesn't realise to do that that much. I was going to say I, I was actually speaking um, with my parents about that after the game, and thought it was quite interesting because it happened with Dobbin a lot in the first half, didn't it? Where Knight had picked up the ball, Dobbin had made the run and he'd just never given the ball. And all I could think of was earlier in the season when Roberts was at left back and he kept trying that ball down the line and lost count of the amount of times he booted it out of play. So I, I don't know, maybe that sort of thing's playing on his mind, but you are right. I think that's that's the one criticism we could have. But when we talk about his work rate, he, he does really fit the position, doesn't he? You know, he, he runs, he can put a good ball in and he can actually defend as well. Yeah, and he, he he likes a good tackle as well, which mm. is good. He, he he likes to really go in hard, but in the right areas, which for a fullback that's, that's pretty good. As long as he's not doing it in in an area that's going to cause us, because we're not the biggest of teams. No, I don't think we ever have been. So when it comes to having six foot four centre halves coming up, the likes of Peterborough, you d- you don't want to be defending them them kind of free kicks. Yeah, um, but I, I I actually thought. In terms of when he gets it out, when you get the ball out to the winger, the wingers were actually hugging the touchline, mm. so it, it wasn't the ball in behind where you were saying that Hayden Roberts was trying to do. It was he wanted it to feet so he could square up the defender and either beat him 
up in the pass. Mm. And it was just, it, I could see the wingers were getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, you talked about tackles there. I've just remembered uh, his challenge on Marriott. I have absolutely no idea how Knight came out of that without a booking that entire game. He must have done six or seven fouls, ended Marriott's life on the edge of the box and, <laughs> and just somehow, somehow got away with it. But, you know, I think it's just because he looks like a, a nice man, doesn't he? So rest I think maybe. When, <laughs> when you looked at, like, it, the biggest thing I've loved playing and stuff compared to past players that we've seen at Derby where he gave away the ball, obviously, just before he went and recovered it and we went and scored the winner. Mm. And he, and the fact that he's lost the ball a couple of times and, and he's pegging it back, he's just got such an engine on him yeah. that he managed to get back and win the ball back and get it to Wildsmith and we were going again. It was um, when you've looked at past players before, the amount of times where we've looked at it, they've given the ball away and they're just kind of like heads down or they're like, and the crowd's been on them and stuff like that. It, it, I don't think I've ever seen Knight do that at all. Yeah, and I think it's because he loves it, doesn't he? He just loves it. He loves. He doesn't he just love running. football. Yeah, he loves running. He loves football, but he loves the club as well. And you can see it every time we score. He's he's the first man to run and celebrate with the crowd and and stuff like that. And it's really good to have a player like that. And it did make me laugh in the summer. Well, it still is the summer. But at the start of the well, summer, when when we first went down, and a lot of the islands. Um, like Twitter accounts were saying, oh, he needs to leave. He needs to do something better. He should be off. And then there was that interview where it was like, oh, I don't know where my future is. And and then he comes on the pitch and plays like that. So, you know, I, I hope I hope this isn't a jinx. But yeah, I think Knight is here to stay. To be fair, I think that he took his goal really well as well. Mm, yeah. I, I, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, a completely different player. <laughs> Cash, Erin Cashin's celebration. Yes. Yeah. How, the equaliser. How, how, yeah. how, how did he not get booked? He ran into the crowd. I'm thinking. He did. He did get he disappeared, booked. He disappeared. Disappeared into the crowd. He did get booked. He did get booked. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> he didn't get booked there. But like, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. He's not even, he's not even scored yet. He's gone into the crowd and celebrated. It, it did make me laugh that so one. much to him. Yeah, and it was funny because Cashin jumped into the crowd to celebrate and all the other players are running off with a ball like, lads, we need to get another one. <laughs> and there was Cashin in the crowd. <laughs> and it did make me laugh when uh, Cashin was running back and the ref booked him and Horahan comes flying from the uh, from the centre of the pitch to shout at the ref. <laughs> he's like, just let him celebrate. But sorry, Callum, what were you going to say there, mate? I was just going to say, well, the, the, the images that we've seen, like you can pick like, probably every single player has done something either really funny or done something completely different. Like you've got Stearman doing a wacky inflatable armband running across <laughs> the pitch. You've got Walt Smith running in circles on the other side of the pitch. You've got Horahan running towards the corner flag and then realising no one's going with him and running back towards McGoldrick, <laughs> who's just standing there with his arms flexing. So that's what I mean. It was. Just, I don't think anyone really knew what to do. It was just. It was just a euphoria, wasn't it? It was, and uh, we, we've seen you know a lot of Peterborough accounts and fans of a of a certain club that really shouldn't be obsessed with the League One club with where they're at. Talking about you know Derby celebrating, oh they've beaten ten man Peterborough. But when you're at the game, it's so different, isn't it? You know, we've scored two goals late on in the game. I, I think we're allowed to celebrate. I think we'll be all right. I I, dis- I, I disagree with all them comments. It's like yeah. you're there to win. You're there to celebrate a win. So whether it's against bottom of the league in League One or if it's winning the, the championship going into the Premier League you've got to celebrate yeah I can't agree. take that away it's passion. I agree. 
it's a big part of football, isn't it? And I think that's that's a lot of what came from last season, isn't it? You know, we I think the yeah. club have been missing that for a while. So, yeah, it's nice to see Jealousy, it. that's what it is. It is. It is. People wish they were us. Um, I don't know how true that is for clubs uh, in the division above and above that, but in my mind, it's true. Um, anyway, back to the game. Um, I mean, we, we've spoken about the reaction to that first goal, that night goal. Let's break it down a little bit. You know, we win the corner. Hurahan, we're expecting another one to just float towards Stearman's head and get headed out for a goal kick. Floats into the box or whips into the box. Jason Knight, completely unmarked. Don't know what Peterborough were doing. Uh, they've clearly not seen the Bournemouth highlights from last season. Heads it straight into the top corner. Pride Park goes mental. I mean, Casey, you know, how good did that feel? I had goosebumps. That was one thing. <laughs> it was just... I still can't believe how they didn't mark him. I, defense like they've got and all that, and not one of them. Some hands they've seen him running in, and it's got easiest head in head is tapping it he's got ever. Mm. And and then we just start. They just start falling apart. Obviously, when Ditsy scored the later, wait a minute. But well, yeah. yeah, that that's what we'll go on to now. And I mean, you know, we, it did make me laugh yesterday when the the Derby admin was like, "So who's sleeping?" And uh, obvious first thought, Peterborough's uh, back four after the eighty fifth minute because. My God, they were they were terrible, weren't they? they? They seemed terrified of us. And, you know, they'd held on so well throughout the game. And Stearman, of all people, has got the ball on the left wing, plays it inside. Smith plays a great ball through to, to Dobbin. Dobbin beats the defender, puts it across the box. And who's there? It's the bold maestro himself, David McGoldrick. Sounds, I mean, we've spoken about it already, but wow, what a feeling that was. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just great when you score any last minute winners. He's, he's great. I mean, that he made a massive difference when he came on, as well as all the other subs, uh, Smith and I, I thought Forsyth needs a big, big mention as well. Yeah, because he he changed a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing more of a left winger than than a fullback. Yeah, but yeah, Do- Dobbins balling, which. He, he's very quick. He's very pacey, and he he, got, he manages to get in behind. You can tell he's a bit young though with some of his decision making. Mm. On this occasion, his decision was good. He did pull a good ball back. Easy tapping for for uh, McGoldrick, and he, he deserved that because I thought he he made uh, Peterborough struggle mm. when he came on. Uh, he, he was the one that were driving with the ball, holding the ball up. They couldn't knock it off him. Just an awkward player to play against. Very awkward, but he's so good to have on your on your side. Yeah. It, it's really good, it, and we've not had one of them kind of players in a long time. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we did. I know. Yeah. Um, but, I was trying to think yeah. of one there. <laughs> I can't, I can't you can't. You can't. <laughs> Mad. I, what did make me laugh was that uh, McGoldrick. Yes, awkward's a really good word because the way he plays is just so weird. I just can't understand what he's going to do with his legs every time he gets the ball. I mean, he came on, did about three roulettes in a row and just lost the ball every time. And then goes on some marauding run, win, you know, helps win the corner for the first one and scores the second one. It's like, it's just Derby, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just what this club's like. I do, I, I do think that we do need to give credit to Rossini, to be fair. Like, the, the changes massive. he made were massive. And mm. I think that, for a young manager, well, he's been like deemed with this like rookie status, and I'm yeah. like, I think that's very quickly disappearing, especially to Derby fans. I think we're kind of looking at him and going, 
that this guy knows what he's doing. He, he mm. the fact he brought on Forsyth and put him on the left wing and uh, or at left foot at least fullback and then pushed him so far forward that we just pinned them pinned them in. Um, and uh, like you said, bringing on uh, McGoldrick, but knowing who to take, like bringing on um, Smith for Bird. Bird's normally a mainstayer and never gets taken off. So the fact yeah. that we brought off the captain and and wasn't afraid to do it with five minutes to go, it, 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 do you know what I mean? It's it's that those decisions that could you know keep us up that half half the table. Mm. I like how you said keep us up there because we're just so used to going, yeah, we'll oh, stay yeah. up. <laughs> but no, no, I'm with you. It, it you know, it, it takes balls, doesn't it? it? To make that call, take off your captain, bring on, you know, a player that's been branded with a bit of a, a negativity tag. And he, they all change the game. You know, I think for Scythe is another one. He gets a lot of unfair stick. Is he, you know, Neymar? Does he go on? you know, glittering runs and skip past players. No. Does he look a bit like he's running through sand every time he plays? Yes. But at the same time, he's he, he's just an, he's an experienced player. He can put a ball in and he's he's comfortable and he's confident. And I think he offers a little bit more going forwards than Roberts does. So, you know, all three subs made a huge difference, didn't they? And I think, yeah, I think what you said about Rossini is spot on. It, it, it does give a lot of, gives you a lot of faith, doesn't it? When you see a manager make three changes like that, it does give a, a lot of faith because you think, right, he does know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's talking about and he's making the right decisions when it matters. And, you know, without those changes, we walk away with nothing yesterday. Instead, we've got three points and Peterborough set up a flare for no reason. So, you know, <laughs> good result. And uh, I, for- I forgot about that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They nearly ended up halfway through the south, and I just seen them like crawling along the seats, and then like, they get to they get to about the fifth seat away from the derby fans, and you just, they just stand there and beat their chest for about five minutes, and then uh, hold, back. hold me back, hold me back, hold me back, yeah, hold, swear, hold me back, please. Well, I, don't, I don't understand why they were chanting uh, "We'll have a party when Derby County dies." I don't think they've realised it was taken over a couple of months ago. Yeah, I know. I think so a lot I, of teams have forgotten about that. It, it's a bit weird. I don't get ch- it. It's a chant that they was probably put in like a little group chat about six weeks ago, and then it was like, "This will sound really good." That, and then it was like, it comes out, and you're just looking at them, just going, "What are you like?" <laughs> I mean, realistically, think- sorry, mate. I was going to say, realistically, what do we expect from a team that sits down away? But yeah, sorry, Saad, carry on. <laughs> I, 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 do, <laughs> I do think my uh, my favourite chance was uh, you just uh, not Forest. And I mean, <laughs> one way to not rattle us, but rattle the team that you're trying to say that we're better against is brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, they don't like the knots tag, do they? But it just no, made me laugh. Yeah, whenever whenever they're on TV and Jamie Carragher calls them knots Forest, it, it does make me laugh. So, but yeah. I mean, you know, we've we've talked all through that game. The the feelings, the euphoria, and it is brilliant, isn't it? Um, it's nice to have a team that's actually at the right end of the table. You know, we, we're fighting for wins for the right reasons, not because we might go down, because we might actually have a chance of going up. So to be in the playoffs this early on means literally nothing, but it's good to to still be in the race. Anyway, that's enough of that. On to next week. So we've got two games over the next week. We've got Grimsby in the Pizza Trophy. And then we've got a massive, massive game against Plymouth on, on Saturday. The, the massive games just keep coming. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the first massive game, Casey. Grimsby, you know, I, I can't lie. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about Grimsby Town. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a bogey team. Do you reckon it's a similar team that played in that EFL Cup game last week for us? 
Maybe, but I also think there might be a few more academy players from the 23s will be involved, like Darren Robinson and all them, for example. I really can't see a lot of our main players being on the bench even, to be fair. I think they'll be concentrating on Plymouth and all that. Let's be honest, there's not really many fans that care about the Pizza Cup anymore. It's not like it used to be. How dare you? No <laughs> way. Blasphemy, blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I think I, I do agree. I think we'll play a few more youngsters, but you know the pizza cup's there to be won. You know, it's. I, I mean, out of all of us, have any of us seen Derby win a trophy? Mm. We, we're not counting yeah, the playoff final. That, that we, does not count. Does the one between us and Burton count? Well, the Bass Charity Vars. What yeah, a what yeah, a competition yeah. that, that is. I, no, I mean that. Sure. <laughs> that does not count. That does not count. Although it was quite funny. The Brian Club trophy before. Uh, that doesn't an actual genuine trophy. I think you know if, no. to go to Wembley, see what Max Bird or Curtis Davis lift a trophy in the air would be uh, would be unreal if if it could so, happen. So my my thoughts on this is, you, like we've just said, the the one between us and Burton and the one between us and Forest is that not going to be the same? Because I think it would hmm. L- lifting a, a trophy that's not either the League Cup or the FA Cup. But to me, it's just—it's just pointless to me. Oh, it, it really come is. On. I, I, it, it, it's there. It, <laughs> it, it's there for you lower to win something. For me. I hate, Unless I hate you're to be that guy. Really, really, really <laughs> arrogant. But we've won the big cups before. We've we've got bigger expectations for me. Uh, we want to be getting back into the championship. That's more important than winning a, a cup. It is. Even it, is. It, it is. And, and that's where we need to be because if, if not, then it, the, the more we're in League One, the harder it's going to be to get out. So I'd rather get out as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, although I do think sort of on that point, I think it's really good that all the players that have signed have signed two-year deals. So, you know, if we don't go up straight away, we've got another year at least. So, which is which is good news, but you know, I I, I do agree. I think obviously the league is going to take importance, but I don't think it'd be too bad to to have a nice cup run as well. You know, you spoke there about it being for the lower teams. We are one of the lower teams now, and I think whilst we're here, we might as well make the most of it. You know, that does sound very cocky yeah. saying whilst we're here, but whilst we're here, we you know it, it's a competition that we we might not play in again for a long time. Hopefully. I'm praying it's a competition we don't play in ever again <laughs> after this season. I hope we never see the pizza trophy again. But whilst we're here, we might as well win it. Mm, I mean, I, 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 feel like, I, I feel like I feel like I wish you could have seen his face. Fans as well. Yeah, I think Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich fans are the same because they've won the the, the bigger trophies. Even Sunderland, when they were down uh, last season and a couple of seasons before. They've won the big trophies. They don't need to win this trophy because it's kind of a, an irrelevant trophy to them. Mm. It's it, it, and it's more concentrating on getting out of the league for all of them. And yeah. Those. yeah. So I, I don't. I don't. It's it's mainly there for a team that's never won anything really. Yeah, that's fair enough. Sound has spoken. We're not going to take it seriously anymore. Um. Nah. <laughs> I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Good. But anyway, Saturday, Saturday, right? We've got Plymouth. We, we've said already they're a very good side. 
Uh, they keep winning games. They're above us in the league. Um, obviously, as I said, league means nothing. But it's going to be really tough. Um, Callum, I, th- I think the big call is who plays up top and who plays at fullback. I, I think that's the, the big one, isn't it? You know, will McGoldrick get his chance? I think McGoldrick doesn't obviously play up top. He ends up playing in attacking mid and then the likes of Dobbin go up top. You know, should Collins be given a, another chance? It sounds really bad saying another chance, but, the, the, you know, will he get another chance to to start? Is it time that we, we bring other players into the fold because he's not scoring? I don't know. How do you see it? Uh, I, just, I just don't think we should... I mean, yes, McGoldrick scored and 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 he's been build up his minutes, but we've got to remember he started preseason injured, and mm. I mean, at his age, any injury could be a prolonged injury. I mean, look at Curtis Davis; he's been out for six weeks with a thigh strain, so it's kind of. Do you know what I mean it's just because of the age they're at, and they've got to and you feel injuries more. So I think we've we've got to still build it if if he's if he is fit then i would start him but if it's like a 75 percent chance then why risk him so and just bring him on with the the impact that he had at the weekend so Mm. and i think the big thing with collins um he just looks like a guy that is just trying too hard i think he's he just he just wants to bury a chance and i think that the, the biggest one for me was when Conor Horan put that ball in and he missed from about two, three yards out. And it was kind of that one he just laid on the floor for about five minutes after just kind of going, when's it going to happen? So yeah. I think the, I think the guy just needs a break. I think once he gets one or two, he'll be, he'll be fine. But it, it's just one of them. He just looks like a guy like when we, we all play football and, and if you've had a, a, a a duck for so long you're kind of wondering it's never going to happen does it <laughs> yeah I know what you mean he, he just looks a bit devoid of confidence doesn't he and that's no surprise you know you go what like five six games without a goal signing for a new team it's it's going to knock your confidence and when you think of some of the chances that he's had you know that even in pre-season that Leicester game he missed for about one yard he missed that one you were on about from a couple of yards he hit the inside of the post against Charlton had that other one that the keeper saved and it's I think he's just the unluckiest man in the world um at the minute James Collins so I don't know that my my thinking is I, if McGoldrick is fit I think it'd be good for Collins to maybe not start come on make an impact and hopefully he'll play a bit more of his natural game you know, if he's starting every game, the pressure might get to him a bit. Whereas coming off the bench, he might be able to play his natural game a little bit more. You know, he's coming on to make an impact. The game's already there. He can already see what he's got to do. And sometimes I think it could be easier as an attacker coming from the bench because you've watched the defence you're coming up against for 70 minutes and you've got fresh legs. So you know that you can pull them around and run them around. I think it might be good for good for his confidence. But it's just building towards him. He's been missing all these yard chances. He'll just be scoring a thirty-yard screamer or something like that. And yeah, stuff. It's, it's what it will build up to. He'll score an absolute pile drive and everyone will be like, "Why were we ever worried?" Well, exactly. Well, someone will clear it and he'll hit him in face. <laughs> like that Connor <laughs> Salmon goal against uh, against Middlesbrough yeah. all those years ago, and just boots it into it. It goes in. That was a that was a funny one. Um, Last last real question before we do score predictions, um, Casey, for Scythe or Roberts, it's it's the big call on the left side. Who are you going for? As much as I like Fort Scythe, I think I'd start with Roberts, but due to the fact that I I didn't think he didn't play that bad, but obviously when that goal went in for Peterborough, Fort Scythe makes that big impact going forward and all that, and 
I think we'll need him more for the second half than just the first half in respect for that. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm part of the Forsyth fan club. Um, so I'll pretend not, I'm not upset. Exactly, honorary member. <laughs> um, right, let's finish this off. Score predictions. Two games. Callum, I want both of them. Quick fire. Let's go. Uh, it's group based, isn't it? On Tuesday, so it yeah. Can't go to, or does it go to penalties? Ah, it's, it's, it's if it's a draw, uh, it goes to penalties, and the winner of the penalties gets an extra point in the group. That's when you know it's a good competition. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Look at that. That's matchmaking so and competition. Sad. It's great, isn't it? Look at it. I mean, Snow's Snow face. <laughs> just currently head in hands at the moment. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go one nil. I think because we'll make a fully changed team. I don't think it will one nil to us. Yes, it won nil to yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and then I will go 2 0 against Plymouth. Ooh. Oh, 2 0. Nil against yeah, Plymouth. Two, yeah. Two, Brave two man. Tabby, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Casey. I think it's going to be 1 1 against Grimsby. And I think it's just going to go to penalties, whether what the squads are and all that. Cause... Who's winning? I, I wanted to say we'll win it, but it depends what the squads are and all that. But I, won't, <laughs> I can't decide on we need that extra point, mate. We need it. Yeah, all that extra <laughs> point. <laughs> but uh, for the Plymouth game, I think we'll get a 2 0 win. Good stuff. I'd... Good stuff. Sorry, what were you going to say, Casey? Uh, I, d- I just think we'll defend really well again once again. But I don't, I think Plymouth are a good squad and all that. But I don't think they'll snatch a goal from back post again like we did on yesterday, of course. <laughs> Good stuff. Sound. Well, I think we'll beat Grimsby 4 0. 4-0. 4-0 yeah, prediction in a competition you don't care about. Wow. Yeah. I just... Uh, well, there, there are a few divisions below us. I, I think after watching us against West Brom, I don't think we'll play that weak in a, that much of a weakened team out because I still think we need the fitness. So, I think it's a chance for us players like Collins, like Barkhausen, to play and get some minutes and hopefully get on the score sheet. So, that's why I'm, I'm hoping both of them get a brace. Let's and then so. against against Pete at Plymouth, sorry, um, I think it'll be three one. To us, yeah, to us. I tell you what, I wish all of I, our I, predictions I, came I, true every week because we'd be flying. I, I've said I've said this to a, a couple of people at work now. Um, I think we'll go unbeaten at home. I just think that we're we're just too strong at home. Mm. Uh, we had the second best defense last season behind Fulham. And look where we ended up, and what players we had. We've pretty much got a similar defence. Yeah. So we're, we're going to take that momentum and, and that solidarity into this season. So that's why I think that we, we won't really get beaten at home. And if we do, probably going to be a one off. Hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, I thought that, and there were, there were some moments on Saturday where I was, <laughs> I was really starting to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. Grimsby, um, oh, who knows? Uh, d- depends on how we play. I mean, no, he knows it'll be a 1 0 backs to the wall, last 30 minutes, not having a touch of the ball in their half sort of game. Um, I think it'll be 1 0. I think it'll be tighter than we think. Um, and I hope it's Collins that scores. I really do for his own sake. Um, I, I can I see you saying 4 0, Sad. I can see you on the screen. It's- <laughs> I tell you what, if it comes true, I'll be I'll be very happy. Uh, Plymouth, really hard game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say two one. I think we are obviously very good defensively, but at the same time, they're good as well. 
Um, you know, they're no pushovers. And, and Peterborough showed that whilst this defence is really strong, there are ways through. So, and the fact that our average height is about five foot six probably doesn't help, especially on set pieces. So, yeah, I think they'll grab one, but hopefully it should be a derby win. But right, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think we've we've talked for ages now. So uh, thank you if you've listened this far. Um, if you did enjoy the episode, please feel free to like, subscribe, follow, do whatever you do on whatever platform you have. And, and do check us out on Twitter at Rams and Show and let us know your views on what we've said. You know, if you really like the pizza trophy, uh, come tell Saud, let him know, make sure he knows how important it is. Um, but yeah, right, lads, bit of pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Of the pizza trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.